Hallelujah. Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, everyone. Depending on where you're connecting from, praise the Lord. Thank you, esteemed Sister Mark, for this amazing opportunity to lead us in tonight's prayer. Hallelujah. It's going to be a wonderful evening full of answers. Difficult situations will be analyzed by the power of God's spirit. Rather, where you are, I want you to just extend those beautiful hands towards heaven and speak in other tongues. Thanking the Lord profusely for an opportunity, to receive answers to questions. For a night as special as this, this is the beginning of tremendous testimonies in our lives by the power of God's spirit. We would never, we would not leave this meeting the same way we came. Hallelujah. Thank you, my Lord and my God. You can go ahead and just unmute your mics and just speak in tongues. Thank you, my Lord, my God. Oh, 
I'll just read the scripture. Second Corinthians 10, verse 5. I'll read from the New International Version. It says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. These things are pretensions, they are unreal. Praise the Lord. Doctor, please unmute yourself. Praise the Lord. Can we hear me now? Yes, Hallelujah. Okay. I was reading from 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5, and I would read from the New International Version. Praise the Lord. It says, we demolish arguments and every pretension. Hallelujah. These things are pretensions. They are unveiled. They are mirage. They are unveiled. It says that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. We bring them down and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Hallelujah. From this evening, this is our reality. We bring every thought. We make it captive to and it is obedient to Christ by the power of God's spirit in the name of our Lord Jesus. Precious Father, we thank you. Tonight marks the beginning, a new beginning, hallelujah. For everyone connected, people literally just get up and walk out of all those situations and all those negativities, and it refuses. We refuse to let it have influence over our lives. As the word comes to us in its fullness, our eyes are open to realities, hallelujah. Our minds are refined by the light of God's word in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and we stand up as men and women taking up our places in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and not allowing those negative influences to have dominion over us thank you my Lord and my God because the testimonies from tonight's meeting will be more than eyes have seen and more than ears have heard hallelujah Thank you, my Lord and my God. Hallelujah. For in Jesus' most glorious name we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Ma, for this wonderful opportunity. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. Just go ahead and lift up your hands wherever you are. In worship to our King, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to worship you. Oh, read Bahasa from everlasting to everlasting, you remain the same. Yes, you never change, you are the same God. Yesterday, today, God, you never fail, you never change from everlasting to everlasting, you remain the same. 
Yes, you never change. You are the same God. Yesterday, today, God, you never fail. You never change, Jesus. To you we lift our voices. We give you all the worship. We bless your holy name, Jesus. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We bless your holy name. Oh, Jesus, to you we lift our voices. We give you all the worship. We bless your holy name. Jesus, we give you all the glory, we give you all the honor, we bless your holy name, oh Jesus, to you we lift our voices, we give you all the worship. We bless your holy name, Jesus. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We bless your holy name. Oh, Jesus. To you we lift the voices, we give you all the worship, we bless your holy name, Jesus. We give you all the glory, we give you all the honor, we bless your holy name. Oh, Jesus, to you we lift the voices, we give you all the worship, we bless your holy name, Jesus, we give you all the glory, we give you all the honor. We bless your holy name. You are the same God. Yesterday, today, God, you never fail. You never change, Jesus. To you we lift our voices, we give you all the worship, we bless your holy name, Jesus, we give you all the glory.
bless your holy name. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Grace. And thank you, Dr. Excel, for the opening prayer. Okay, I'd like to welcome everyone to the first of um, several studies we're going to be having um, in the coming weeks. Um, we're dealing with um, the subject, dealing with negative addictions. And um, these are certain matters that we cannot touch on during the devotion because we get to um, focus you know, it's a daily devotion and there are things that must be done in a daily devotion. And then these are subject matters that even when we touch on them, we're not able to address them effectively. I did say that this session is strictly for adults. So please, you cannot be connected with a child because we're gonna be talking matters that have to do with adults alone. So this is just a kind reminder in case you have your child connected with you, please, you would do well to excuse them now. Um, so today is the introduction basically of this journey. And in the coming weeks, we're going to um, get more into details and also have some specialized classes. Um, today also, um, we are going to be announcing um, what we are introducing as the Inspired by the Word Counselors. Um, the reason for this is because um, we've seen that at different times, many of us have had need to talk to someone about a particular matter or the other. While you have reached out to um, some of us as co-hosts, um, you may not know that there are certain people who may be more specialized and more informed in a particular subject matter than another. Um, and then so this um, counselor list, um, which we would share towards the end of today's meeting, would um, give you access to different people who are here and who have proven themselves through the months and through the years of being part of this devotion and would give you knowledge at different times when you need them concerning the subject matters that they will be handling. First, of course, um, when it comes to the spiritual area, um, we, we, everything that we do, we do in the name of Christ and everything that we do, we do based on the scriptures. So, that is a foundation of all counseling that would happen. And um, we strongly believe that as we go on this journey, while the word of God remains your first point of contact, and if you're ignorant of the word, you cannot expect, it, it will be difficult for you to even take counsels that have to do with the word because you have not trained yourself in the word. These counselors are not supposed to be your substitute for searching the scriptures and referring to the word of God concerning subject matters of life. But they are supposed to be there should you need someone to talk to or guidance at any point in time. So we'll go straight into the um, program for today. And uh, first and least, I'm going to call on, I'm going to hand over at this moment to Sister Arejo, who would um, 
help us define addiction and also um, help us list out some of the types of addictions. After how would come up Sister Kelvin Aries, um, sharing on questions for helping you identify addiction. Sometimes you don't know something is an addiction, but it is. So I'm handing over to Arenho at this moment. Thank you. Thank you so much, esteemed mom. Good evening, good afternoon. Okay, please, I would like to say that, sorry, one second, Arenho. I'd like to say that this is a Bible study and it will do you good if you take notes. You need the notes after now. So please ensure that your, your notes and also be, your Bible has to be on standby. Thank you. All right, over to you. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, everybody. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Amara, for giving me this opportunity. I'm so grateful. So I've got a few definitions on what addiction is in front of me. And the first one, it says, addiction is an inability to stop using a substance or engaging in a behavior, even though it is causing psychological and physical harm. Addiction is any pleasure that becomes an obsessive and mental preoccupation, which often then results in a compulsion, a behavior that acts out obsession. Addiction is anything we depend on that draws us away from being dependent on God. It is not trusting in the sufficiency of Christ. An addiction is an idol, a false God. So there are different types of addictions. I've got 15 addictions in front of me. Sorry, okay, do you want me to repeat it? taking notes, so you need to slow okay. down a bit. I, right. I'm so sorry. I'll take the very first one again. So addiction is an inability to stop using a substance or engaging in a behavior, even though it causes psychological and physical harm. And then the second one is... Addiction is any pleasure that becomes an obsession, a mental preoccupation, which often then results in a compulsion, a behavior that acts out of obsession. Addiction is anything we depend on that draws us away from being dependent on God. It is not trusting in the sufficiency of Christ. An addiction is an idol, a false God. Has everybody got that? If not, what I'll do is I'll post it on the chat if that makes it easier for everyone. Would that be fine? Okay, uh, so there's, uh, I've got a few, thank you. <laughs> so I'll post it once I'm done. I've got 15 different types of addictions in front of me. Drugs, food, gambling, masturbation, pornography, alcohol, see, needing attention or love, smoking, work, phone, shopping, internet, social media, gaming, make belief.
I hope everybody's got that. So what I'll do is I'll post um, the the um, the definitions just now. Thank you so much, Ma. Praise God. Hallelujah. Am I am I being heard? Praise God. Please, am I audible? Can someone confirm me if I'm being heard? Yes, I can yes, hear you. Yes, you can hear you. Oh. Good morning. Good afternoon. Wherever you're connected from, esteemed Sister Martha, for this opportunity. Thank you, family, for this time of fellowshipping together. Um, I'm going to be um, talking about questions. I'm going to be um, giving us index and indices of um, identifying. Sister Calvin Irish, your audio has been issue. For you Is it to just me? Identify an addiction. If you heard what Sister Emma done, if this um, pointers, can you, Ma? Your audio is seizing from time to time. So um, we hear you this minute and we're not hearing you the next. So I don't know if you can fix that. It's not audible enough. It's not audible enough. Okay. Okay, let me just move around. Is, is it okay now? I think so. Okay. Okay, thank you, Ma. Okay, like I was saying, to identify an addiction, to identify if there are things that you're addicted to, you can ask these questions. Well, before I go into these questions that you can ask in order to identify addiction. Don't be afraid to ask these questions. Don't, um, don't feel, um, don't start feeling guilty while I'm reading these things out. If you can have more than 10 or about the 15 um, indices of addiction. I want us to look at 1 Corinthians 10, 13. The Bible records there that no temptation has overtaken taking you except what is common to mankind. So no matter what you see, no matter um, the pointers that you may have, understand that God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. So let's get into it. I will also post some of this for us to take our notes later. The first question is, is there anything that you could not imagine losing for a few weeks? That's the first index of identifying an addiction. Number two, do you plan your life around the ability to get or use something? Do you plan your life around the ability to get or use something? Number three, is there any behavior, habit, or unhealthy desires that you can't stop? Do you have any behavior, habit, or unhealthy desire that you can't stop? 
Are other okay? This is number four. Are other areas of your life, soft family, your job, friends, finances, health, because of a certain is? Is there a certain behavior preventing you from growing in Christ? This is very important. It's one of the early signs of it. Because the first thing you do is to break fellowship. The Holy Spirit cannot bear you witness. You won't even hear him. Inner voice, audible voice, voice behind you, voice in front of you, you won't hear. So, number six. Do thoughts of a certain item or action or person consume you more and bring more pleasure than the thoughts about God? Is there anything that is with seven? Okay, number eight. Is there anything in your life that you keep hidden from others? Number nine. Am I the only one who can't hear Sister Kelvin Aries very well or all the other co-hosts, you can hear her well? No, my, it's the same, it's the same here. But nobody's saying anything. Wow. Okay. All right, Sister Kelvin Aries, you know what you do for us? Please, yes, post, post the list of the questions on the group. Um, please post okay. the list of the questions on the group so that we can go through them. Now, these questions are to help us because sometimes you have an addiction and you don't know it's an addiction. In this, in the part of the world where I live, like Nigeria, in Africa, I know many of you are in different parts of the world. There are some of you in the UK and even the US where um, there's a lot of awareness when it comes to matters like this. But in, in, in Africa, a lot of times, many things such as matters that we're going to be talking about go unnoticed, go undiscussed, and go unaware. So these questions are to help you see that, oh, if this is happening, then I have an addiction to deal with. And if you look at the list of addictions that Sister Arenho had listed for us, you can check the charts, drugs, food, gambling, Many of you don't know that food can be an addiction, masturbation, pornography, alcohol. Um, number seven. I'm not sure what that is. Okay, sex. Number seven, sex. Number eight, needing attention or love. Number nine, smoking. Walk. Walk can be an addiction. Many of you would, would, would um, and let me not say many of you, there are people who would, um, their commitment to their work is beyond their commitment to God. And they would give up on Christian virtues just to keep their work. At least we saw it with COVID-19, where people were threatened, despite that they know how that taking the vaccine wasn't safe for them, but they couldn't um, 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 think about losing their jobs. You know, we've had several cases of people who were threatened about their faith in God, about their, this, um, don't come here preaching the gospel, don't come here telling us that you're a Christian and all of that, and they would rather be quiet so that they can keep their job, right? So work can be an addiction. Phone, many are guilty of this. Shopping can be an addiction. Are you aware that there are people who would shop and shop and shop till they go broke and they are still shopping on credit? Internet, 
social media, gaming, make believe, make believe where you want to live a lie. So you have to do many things to, to keep up a picture of a person that you have projected yourself to be. For some people, it's an addiction. So this question, Sister Kelvinaris, please post the questions on the chat. These questions are to help you identify these um, flags, these red flags, so that you know that, oh, I have an addiction issue here and I need to do something about it. All right, at this moment, I'm going to introduce someone now, um, we've listed 15 kinds of addictions and there are other kinds of addictions, but you see um, there's more, there's more. And then today we have to streamline because we'll have other classes where we'll talk about um, other areas. But today we wanna deal with um, a group of addictions that have to do with, this, with sexual purity for a Christian. Um, you bear me witness that during the daily devotion, I think it was last week, Brother Martins had given a word concerning um, 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 looking into um, um, not living right, especially in the area of sex and all the other vices. So today we're gonna to be looking at um, dealing with sex, dealing with masturbation, dealing with pornography. All of them, are those, especially those three, they are like interconnected in the sense that one leads to one and then most of the time those three go together. And then here with us is a friend of mine, her name is Moji Koka. Some of you may know her, um, most of you may not know her. Um, she's not being a member of Inspired by the Word, so she's actually a guest testifier today. And um, Moji Koka is a friend that is very inspiring to me. And Moji Koka, beyond many things that she stands for and teaches about, she teaches on sexual purity. And as a single lady, she, had, she has been able to abstain for, from sex for seven years. For someone who was once addicted, she's here to give her own testimony of how God helped her and um, how she's able to stay away. How is she doing it? Because we need to understand that saying that, saying that you would do you would do something doesn't mean you would do it. You have to put certain structures in place. And Moji will be sharing with us today on how she's been able to do that and also give practical steps on what, what you can do. Now, before I invite Sister Moji, I want to say this. Some of you may hear this and say, uh, what are we talking about here? Like, uh, if you are single, then don't have sex. It's easy for you to say when you haven't um, been through certain things in life. We're dealing with a world where people have been raped by their fathers, people have been abused by their stepfathers, people were introduced into masturbation and sex by people that they trusted, including some spiritual leaders, some mentors, and people, a, a, a lady, for instance, who is born into a family where her mom did prostitution to survive and was introduced into it as a child. You cannot understand her pain. You cannot understand what she's been through. And it's easy to um, accuse others and blame others for certain behaviors as Christians because you don't know their background. So these classes, if you are one of those who God has helped stay pure sexually, praise God for you but do not accuse those 
who are looking for help. And if this subject matter does not, doesn't seem to um, maybe be a major issue for you, it's a major issue for some people. There are those who are addicted and they want to come out. And that's why we're going to touch on different areas. So I wouldn't say much more than that. I'm going to invite, um, so we have um, Moji Sola Koka in the house. Moji, it's so good to have you here. And thank you so much for honoring this invitation. So I'm just going to hand over to you um, at this moment. Thank you. Um, thank you so much. Um, good evening, everyone. Um, it's my pleasure to be here this evening. Um, can you hear me? Let me just know if I'm audible. Yes, yes, very audible. Mm -hmm. All right, fantastic. Um, okay, so where do I start from? Um, Stamaka reached out to me early this morning, you know, um, and told me about this, you know, and I, I said I would really like to just come and share my testimony, um, which is what exactly what I'll be doing. Um, and I'll also like share steps, you know, on how. I've been able to overcome and how I am still overcoming because like I mentioned to her this morning, it's still a journey. Um, it's still a process, you know, and I can't afford to relax thinking that all, well, all is well in Jesus name. Um, so I'll just give a bit of a background so you know exactly um, where I am coming from. So I, um, started getting involved with sexual um, activities from age five, age five, six, you know, um, from that tender age, you know, I started at, at that time, I didn't even know it was called pornography. I didn't know it was masturbation, but I know that I used to watch um, X-rated movies. Um, then I would play with myself at that young age, you know, and this, um, this, stayed with me um, for a very long time. My teenage years, when I moved back to Nigeria, um, pornography and masturbation was one thing that I constantly, you know, engaged in. Um, I remember on my way to school, um, I went to Holy Child College, so at Obalende, they were selling these, um, under the bridge, they were selling these magazines, um, Meals and Boons, Hearts, Hints, you know, I'll go for the hearts because it was more explicit, you know, and some other um, photographic magazines, then CDs, you know, we'll buy when our parents are not home, we'll watch, you know, and this happened then graduated to mobile phones. So mobile phones made it easier, you know, to indulge <laughs> um, because we didn't have like monitor the gate or see if mom or dad, you know, if they're coming. It was just a click away. It was just a website away, you know. Um, so I, I was addicted to pornography, you know, masturbation. And then sex came into play when I turned 18. Funny enough, I started having sex the year I became born again. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I started having sex the year I became born again. Um, and you think that um, becoming born again, you know, everything will just vanish everything would stop, you know, the desires would just disappear, you know, I would behave myself, you know, I would not be interested in all these um, things. But for me, that wasn't the case um, because um, these were, especially porn and masturbation were things I struggled with for over 20 years of my life, you know, and then sex came into the picture 
um, when I turned 18. Um, so yeah, I was dealing with all vices. I was, I became a worker in church. I was in the choir. I became the choir director. From then I became um, the church secretary back at uni. And then I became a student pastor in my final slash extra year, you know, but when I became a pastor for some reason, maybe because I was a pastor. And I remember before I even became a pastor for some time, I ran away from God. I didn't want them to ordain me, but Isha found me, <laughs> you know. Um, and while I was pastoring, um, I was able to like stay away from maybe sex, yes, but I know that I stumbled a couple of times when it came to masturbation. Um, I graduated, moved back to Lagos. And, you know, moving back to Lagos, it was almost as if I was, like, for me, it was, oh, freedom. I'm no longer pastoring a church. You know, I'm no longer, people are no longer watching me, looking up to me and everything. So I just delved right back into having friends with benefits. You know, I, my life was just, and at this point, um, while all this was happening, I was very accountable, <laughs> Um, I was very, very accountable. And for me, God, God fortunately, you know, just placed people in my life, you know, that I could always run to, that I could always confess my faults to. Um, even back at uni, whilst I was struggling, my pastors, you know, they never for one, for once judged me or condemned me. I know there were some times where I had to like, I was benched, you know, from ministering, you know, and stuff. But I knew it was always from a place of love. So even when I moved back to Lagos, you know, and I was just um, committing all these sexual sins, I still always found my way back, you know, to just um, being accountable, you know. So I knew that people were interceding for me. I knew that uh, my friends were praying for me. And there was this time um, in 20, um, what year was this? In 20... 15. Now, there was this time in 2014, you know, I'd met a married man. I didn't know he was married, you know. Um, we got involved, we got sexually active, you know. When I found out he was married, I couldn't let him go at this point because it was hard. We were already connected sexually. Um, for him, I had to pray him away. God heard my prayer and he, he took him away, you know. Um, so yeah, I was absent for six months after my um, encounter with this married man until some other guy um, who happens to be the last guy I was ever with um, came into the picture. Um, Christian, brother in the Lord, tongue speaking, choir, you know, minister, leader, you know, um, but we found that we had the same struggles and everything and we got involved again. And at this point, um, it was at this point I realized that when they say um, there's a transference of spirit when you have sexual intercourse with someone, it was at this point that I realized how true it was. And when the Bible says that two shall become one, it's not, it's not a joke. You know, you become one with the person's spirit, soul, and body. So me that I used to be very accountable. I don't know how to keep secrets. When I stumble, I'm quick to call. I'm quick to repent. You know, I found myself keeping quiet. And the Bible says sin thrives in secrecy, you know. So here I was, you know, engaging in sex again, not being accountable. My friends thought that, oh, Mojis, six months, you know, seven months, you know. So I remember December 25th. 
2014, one of my um, friends who I happened to be accountable to, you know, called me, was like, Moja, I'm so proud of you. You've come this far. I'm proud of the lady you're becoming. And there I was, this was on Christmas day. I didn't know what to say. I was like, Jesus, wow. Sorry, can everyone? Oh, can you hear me? Post. Yes, well, we can hear her. Oh, then Claire. Yes, okay. yes. Okay, thank you. Uh, please, if you can't hear me, just let me know. Um, so where was I? Yeah, I said on Christmas day, you know, um, and I just found that I had not been accountable. I'd been having sex since October. This was December. I had not mentioned it to anyone. And this person I was involved with was a very secretive person, you know, and I, it was quite scary, to be honest. Um, but I remember um, opening up to my friends. Um, and fortunately for me, I don't know, the Holy Spirit um, had already told my friends, um, see that Moji is having sex again, you know, with this guy. So. She was aware and she told her husband, but her husband didn't believe, you know, but that happened. Um, God had told me to let go of this guy in December, you know, but I was just being strong headed. He said he wanted to be with me. He said he liked it. It was just a lot. But I remember after Valentine's Day in February, um, February 16, 2015, um, I remember I'd had um, sex with this guy. And when I got home, you know, I called him to just even talk about what we're doing, where we're going, you know, and he made a statement that was just, that just um, kind of like turned me off, you know, and at that point I got my heart broken, but I feel God used that heartbreak. That, that heartbreak was um, my turning point, you know, he said he was in my life to be just a friend, you know, after professing love to me some months before, it was just really messy, you know, and I remember that night, I will never forget, there was no power in the house. I went into the room, you know, before calling my friends or anyone, I remember just going to the room and I cried. Then I just cried to God. And at that point, I just surrendered, surrendered it all. It was a heartbreak. I was like, God, I'm even tired. You know, I'm tired of sinning. I'm tired of going around in circles. I'm tired of this struggle. My body is your temple. I'm tired of hurting you. I love you too much. And I don't want to keep hurting you. Previous times I tried to stay away for many reasons, but I feel for me what changed that night was my motive, my reason for wanting to stop. So at this point, it was no longer because I was a pastor and I had people looking up to me. It was no longer because I was scared of catching an, an STD. It was no longer because I was scared of getting pregnant or, you know, it was, my motive was really because I didn't want to hurt God anymore, you know? And um, since that day till now, it's been seven years. Um, well, seven years and five months, yeah. Very much April, May, June, July, August. Yes, seven years and five months to the glory of God. Has it been easy? No way. <laughs> have I had near incidences? Yes. Um, how have I been able to abstain? You know, and I started having a hatred for pornography after that point. I can't even remember the websites I used to visit. Like I used to get irritated, you know, at the thoughts of porn for someone that had started watching porn from age five, six, you know. Um, and I can just say it's been God all the way. It's been God all the way. It's not been by 
my power it's not been by my might you know but it's been god all the way and bible says that he who the sun sets free is truly free indeed but i'll be sharing some practical um steps and some practical things that i've been doing um over the years um and things i've learned you know in the course of this my abstinence slash purity um journey i actually sent them to um sister amaka but i think i can just um share them can i share them um amaka or oh yes please go ahead and share them all right um so um the first thing i'll say on this um overcoming any format so for addiction now any kind of addiction it doesn't even have to be the three that i struggled with it could be smoking it could be alcohol anything you know you have to first acknowledge your struggles you have to first acknowledge that you have this problem you know you identify it you know and then you acknowledge that okay it is it is what it is you know um and i wrote here that that night i acknowledged the fact that i had sexual issues it was a habit that needed to be dealt with and i was vulnerable enough to open up and cry out to god for help you know and the second thing is ask god for help you know the prayer for help is one of the most powerful prayers a believer can pray because we know that it's not by power it's not by our might you know we need we need god's help you know in every area of our life and for me in that area of my life i knew that on my own there was no way i tried so many times but i kept falling you know and this time i just surrendered you know and asked god to help me the bible says in hebrews 4:16 let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need you know so every time i get the urges um because i still get the urges in fact from late last year october last year was so intense for me almost one month i felt like having sex it was bad you know sometimes i'll fantasize you know like it was just a battle of the mind you know and i'll find myself i'll call my friends tell them just pray with me this is how i'm feeling i'll tell god god i don't want to i'm not going to sin my body is your temple i subject this body to the word of god and the leading of the holy spirit you know like i just had to keep speaking to my mind and my body because sometimes the urges are real and it's not that anything triggered them it's not that i watched something or i saw sometimes it just like a month ago i legit picked up my phone one morning after struggling for like 3 days i started crying i was calling my friends i said guys please pray for me on task it was so bad this was last month this year last month i was crying that god i want to, i just i also have sex i'm ready to throw it all away so it happens times like that happens you um times like that you know i get urges you know and i just i'm like god but no you know like god the flesh is weak i be the spirit is weak i be no 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 the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak at this point you know so i'll just cry for help you know and i know that at that point my friends um are interceding so i just try to like distract myself you know so ask for help ask god for help no matter what no matter how foolish it might sound or how and don't feel that oh i'm a believer no i can't i'm a christian i'm born again and humble yourself and ask god for help um the third thing is study the word you have to daily fill your mind your heart your body and soul with god's word um because his word is the transforming power 
you know, if you if you don't renew your mind with his word, no matter how much counseling you go for, or no matter how strong your determination is to stay abstinent, it won't work, you know, because it's his word, you know, that is our anchor. Um, the Bible in Romans 12, 2 says that we should not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but we should be transformed by the renewing of our mind that we may prove what is that, that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God's word is truth and it is truth and it's the, it is the truth that you know that will set you free. You know, it's the truth you know that will set you free. It's the truth you know and his word is true. So you can't, you cannot not study God's word. You cannot study his word. You cannot not meditate on his word. Um, number four, relationship, intimacy, fellowship with God. You know, um, I wrote here that I've come to realize that the closer you get to God, the lesser these things interest you because you are just consumed and overcome with the love for your father. You know, um, a lot of us are not in a love relationship with God. For some of us, it's just religion. For some of us, it's a one-way thing. For some of us, it's really because we need him to just answer some certain prayers, you know. We're in it for something, you know, but that has to change. Um, it's a love relationship. It's a love walk. You know, we have to build and desire intimacy with God. Um, accept and receive, number five, accept and receive his love and forgiveness. It's very important, you know, that you accept and receive his love and his forgiveness. Most times we let guilt and shame consume us and drive us away from God. There was even a point in my life, you know, where after every time I fell, you know, I'll be too ashamed to talk to God. So I will not now talk to him for like a day, two days, one week, because I'm like the shame, the guilt, you know, has consumed me and everything. But no, Bible says that there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, you know, and when we go to God in repentance, I tell people that the devil tries to use our guilt and shame to drive us away from God. But I feel as believers, reason why we feel guilty is because there's someone in there convicting us, you know, of our wrongdoing. And that's the Holy Spirit, you know, and every time we feel bad for falling or for stumbling, you know, we should always run back to God. I love the story of the prodigal son. No matter what, no matter how far you think you've gone astray, you can always run back to God. And the beautiful thing about God is that when we ask for forgiveness, the Bible says that he forgives us and he remembers our sins no more. Like he throws our sins into the river of forgetfulness. So God is one person that forgives and he forgets. You know, such an amazing father. That's Isaiah 43 verse 25. Um be accountable. I think I mentioned how accountable I've been. God has just graced me. Like I'm not ashamed to talk about my shortcomings or my faults. You know, even before I understood what accountability was, I always just found myself, Pastor ah, Boy, I had sex, you know, back in uni. Pastor Boy, I had sex. You know, I was accountable. Like I could not, I don't know how to keep a secret. <laughs> You know, and I just bless God for that, you know, for that grace, you know, to just be open, be accountable. You know, this is something that helped me and is still helping me. I'm so accountable, not just to God, 
but I have trusted friends that I am accountable to. So anytime I feel like having sex, you know, after praying, I call them to also let them know how I feel and we pray together. You know, um, accountability is very, very important. It's very, very important. At least you know that the people you are accountable to are also praying with you. So you're not in this alone. I remember sin thrives in secrecy. The Bible says that we should confess our faults one to another. By so doing, we'll be healed, you know. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Seven, surround yourself with the right people. So I'm giving you practical steps and practical things that I engage in. Surround yourself with the right people. The people you hang with, you know, go a long way in affecting you positively or negatively. If your close friends don't have a problem with sexual sins, then there's a problem. The Bible says, he who walks with the wise shall be wise, but a companion of fools will be destroyed. The company you keep matters. It matters a whole lot. So you have to surround yourself with the right people. Surround yourself with people that will speak truth. Surround yourself with people that will chastise you from a place of love. Surround yourself with people that will correct you from a place of love. Anyone that is cheering you on for doing these things does not necessarily love you. So you should check your relationships. Deal with the thoughts. Everything starts from the mind. Everything starts from the mind it comes as a thought you know it usually starts as a thought so don't meditate on it do not give room for that thought to germinate you know and grow cast it down immediately you know the bible says we should cast down every thought or imagination that exalts itself above the knowledge of god this can be found in second corinthians 10 verse 5 cast it down cast down every thought deal with it don't meditate on it it always starts with a thought always starts with a suggestion. Never think you can handle it. This is one of my favorite things to say. I remember in my year two of um, my abstinence journey, my second year, at this point, I thought that I had arrived. Ah, I thought, oh, did she? I cannot fall again. <laughs> you know, and I remember there was this guy that I was having conversations with. He lives in the UK um, and we were quite close. You know, he came to Nigeria for a holiday. I went to see him at his Airbnb. And as I was going there, the Holy Spirit was kind of like nudging me. But in my mind, I was like, it's been two years now. Nothing, nothing will happen. Actually, it's just visitation. <laughs> I was going to see his brother oh, from kissing. We made doubt. This was my second year. We made doubts. Like, ah, serious made doubts. From there, we found ourselves on the bed. I'd almost, I think I'd even undressed halfway. He had undressed halfway too. We were this close, like we were on the bed. It was about to happen. This guy knows my testimony. He knows how vocal I am because at this point I'd already started sharing, talking about these things on social media. So he knew my journey. He knew my testimony. And I feel God was just fully involved because the boy just looked at me before we could start anything. He, it's like he just looked and I was like, he made a statement. He was like, Moji, I'll not be the one to mess up your testimony. <laughs> I can never forget this. I was like, huh? So I just put cold water. And that's how nothing happened. I'm like, God. I just feel it was God that intervened. Because for those of us that have indulged in sex, you know, it's not easy when you almost like, it's not easy to just stop and say, you're not doing like, it's, and it's not that I said, oh, I have AIDS or anything. So I just, it was then that I knew that, my father is in this journey with me, you know? <laughs> and I was just so grateful to God, you know, for my friend, 
you know, and for God to for intervening. So I don't lie to myself that I can handle it. I don't. Um, in 2018, too, I almost fell. So I've come to realize, so I don't even deceive myself anymore. You know, I don't, I don't like, I can't handle it. I can't, you know, I cannot. So um, <laughs> the Bible says we should flee the appearance of evil. Don't wait for the evil to come. Flee its appearance, you know, flee its appearance. It's not the time for it to start. So the Bible didn't say pray in the Holy Ghost. The Bible didn't say scabash, cast out the demon. The Bible didn't say, uh-uh, God says we should flee the appearance of evil, run, take flight. When you see evil coming, flee, you know, because you might not be able to handle it. Like Joseph, run, <laughs> um, set boundaries, set boundaries. Now I know myself, I know that I can't be alone with a guy in a private place, especially if I'm physically, sexually, emotionally attracted to this person. So when I start dating, we have to be meeting in open public places, you know, because um, I know myself. Set boundaries. Have these conversations with your partners. Set boundaries. Know your triggers. Know the things that trigger you. You know, is it movies? Is it music? Is it conversations? Is it what you see? Is it what you hear? Identify and know your triggers and try to avoid them. Have healthy conversations. Watch what you watch. Be mindful of what you watch and the things you listen to. Um, Galatians 5 verse 16, which is one of my favorite scriptures. It says, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The Holy Spirit is all the help that we need. Walk in the spirit. Some version says, and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. You not fulfill your fleshly desires. Um, so yeah, I feel that these are these are steps I'm taking. I'm still taking, you know, to overcome these habits, you know. And I feel that if you daily apply these things to your life, you know, um, they'll be really helpful. And I'd like to say that even when you embark on any abstinence journey from any kind of addiction, if you find yourself falling, like I said, I almost fell. In fact, I'd had sex in my mind, you know, but there's something about God. And that's why I mentioned earlier that you should be able to accept the love of the Father. See, God loves you. I tell people that if while I was yet a sinner, my father died for me when I had no regard for him, he sent Jesus to die for me. How much more now that I am his son? So I just want to encourage someone here that might be dealing with any addiction. You might feel that you are unworthy or too filthy, you know, too... Nah, the Bible says there's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And he has loved you with an everlasting love. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. So I feel first you even need to accept the love of the Father. Nothing, absolutely nothing, not this addiction can separate you from the love of God. So peradventure, you embark on this journey or you are just starting. And maybe after two months, after a week, after four months, you fall you know, get back up again. The Bible says a righteous man will fall, I used to mix this up, will fall seven times seven, I guess. Okay, yeah. well, the righteous man will fall, you know, but you get back up again. You get back up again and you start again. You start all over to get to that point where this, these things no longer matter. And I also like to say, don't 
pay so much attention on the addiction. Fix your eyes on God. Like, don't, how do I explain this? Don't magnify the addiction. Like, don't, uh, it's, it's put, fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on God. Don't amplify that addiction. Don't let it consume you. Like, don't take your mind off it and just fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus. You know, fix your eyes on Jesus. Because he's the one that will help you overcome, you know, that addiction. Don't give the addiction the power. You know, don't give it the power. Don't, ah, masturbation, masturbation, ah, sex. Mm. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on intimacy, getting to know this God more. Because I, I believe so strongly that the more, that's why you have to be in a love relationship with God. We can't take that away. We cannot take it away. You can put all these steps I've put. You can apply all these things I've put. But if it's outside a love walk with God, everything just becomes routine and religion and everything, you know. But it's that intimacy, that fellowship with God to me is the strongest because if you love someone, you not want to hurt them. If you love someone, if you love God, you want to know him more. So you study his word more. You know, if you love God, you not want to sin against him. You know, it's just focus on your love work with God, you know, and I pray that God will help us all in Jesus name. Amen. I hope I didn't take too much time. I'm done with my testimony. Thank you so much, Moji. Thank you very much. And I believe that can we have feedbacks on this on the chat room? Like, what have you learned? Um, what did you hear? And has this class been useful for you? The things that um, Sister Moji has shared today. Um, many of the things she said, Moji is one of those people who would be vocal and public about a work like this. This is an area many Christians are not proud about and they can't even tell the next person that this is what I'm going through. And why um, some of these things may not be talked about or, um, um, on, on the church pulpits because um, um, they are, they are um, services and are, 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 are kind of, um, how do I put it, are kind of defined. And, you know, in a church congregation, you are dealing with a mi mixed congregation where you have different kinds of people, including children, for instance, in a service. So these are matters that may not be addressed <clears throat> via the church pulpit, but um, knowing that these are things that certain people have sought us for counseling and reached out to us, we wanted to bring you biblical solutions as to how to deal with this. I'm going to give um, those who may have questions for Sister Moji. Um, if you have a question you would like to ask her, um, you can raise up your hand <clears throat> or you can send her a private message or you can send me a private message. But if it's something you can ask, you can raise your hand and ask. If it's not very personal, then go ahead and ask. And if you really want to ask, go ahead and ask. But if um, it's something you, it's, um, you may not want to ask publicly, send her a private message or send me a private message, I'll forward it to her. So would, I'll, I'll, I can even read the question and then she would answer it or she can read the question and answer it. We'll keep the, the name of whoever sent it anonymous. So, and then you have to do that very fast so that we can take um, as many questions as we can take within the next 10 minutes. 
So um, I think, um, okay, so Moji, let me know if you get any private message. Um, okay, so someone is asking, is making negative assumptions consciously about yourself or people constantly an addiction? So this person is saying that if you always make negative assumptions unconsciously about yourself or about other people, is it an addiction? Yeah, so um, I think someone shared what an addiction is earlier. So if it's something you do all the time, it's obviously an addiction. And I feel for you to deal with this particular negativity is you need to delve into the word. I think that's the only, you need to not just, so now you're not even just reading the word, you're reading and meditating because your mind needs to be renewed, you know, and you need to know what God's word says about you and about the person, you know, you need to deal with those negative thoughts. And I feel for that, anything with the when it comes to the mind, it's God's word. You know, you have to renew your mind with God's word. So yes, it is an addiction because you, like you mentioned, it's something you constantly do and anything you do consistently becomes a habit or an addiction, either good or bad. So yes. Okay, thank you so much. Um, okay, so uh, Moji, do you have any private message? Mm, I haven't seen any yet. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have, I have, I have. So Go someone ahead. is asking, is being consumed with long sexual fantasies a sin? Yes, fantasies, sexual fantasies. So, and that's why I said you have to deal with the thoughts. Before I have sex, you know, I would have had sex in my mind, you know. I've fantasized about certain guy I slept with in my mind you know I've imagined how it would be and everything that's still a sin it's still a sin because the bible says that if you look at a man or if you look at a woman lustfully now you you've committed adultery you've sinned that's you just looking at a woman lustfully you know is it adultery or fornication it's one of the two um but you've seen when you look at someone lost, you not now, now talk of when you actually do the act in your thoughts, in your mind, it's a sin and it's wrong, you know, and you have to deal with it. You cast, the Bible says we should cast down every imagination. Fantasies are from my imaginations. You cast it down. Any imagination, you know, that exalts itself above the knowledge of God, you know. So you have to deal with that. You deal with it. It's, it's actually a sin. Sin. Um, there's another question here. Um, what can you do when you want to stop having sex, but there's this feeling that makes you pity the person, <laughs> even when you really don't want to do it? My dear, it's not about the person. On judgment is you and your God. <laughs> and because you actually love the person, I feel that you let the person be, you let the person go. Bible says we should love our neighbor as we love ourselves. You know, and you in engaging in sexual sins because um, with another person, you know, we're basically affecting the person's life too. So you can't, you can't say because you pity the person, you want to keep having, no, that's not Christ-like, you know, and that's not Christian-like, you know, and God isn't pleased with that either. You know, this is your life. This is your destiny, you know, and sex, it's, you know, <laughs> sex is the only sin you commit against your body. I think we should read, um, when you have time, 
Um, please read First Corinthians 6. Um, First Corinthians is, I think, from verse 12. Sex is the only sin you sin against your body. So, no, you can't have pity on someone and keep in, in, indulging in, in sin, in sex, because you pity the person. Please let go of that relationship. Um, what about cell phone, social media addiction? How best can one deal with this, especially if you have a ministry program online? So this is discipline. I would not lie to you. I've struggled with Instagram as well, you know. The only thing to do is to log out, delete the app, log out, you know, and just, is <laughs> you can ask God for help still. You know, you can actually ask God for help, even for this type of addiction, social media addiction, because the truth is social media is so addictive. You know, the time that you can spend doing other productive things, you might just say, oh, let me even see what's happening. And before you know it, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, one hour, two hours, <laughs> you know, and you start feeling bad afterwards. And even if you don't do it at a stretch, in a day, I'm sure we, we don't spend less than one hour, you know, on Instagram. So it's discipline, self-control and discipline. And the thing is, you all have self-control because it's a... Hello, can you hear me? A call came in and interrupted. I don't know if you can hear me. We can hear you now. Okay. Uh, I can't talk. My mom keeps trying to call me and is interrupting. Uh, okay. Um, so do yeah, you, you, do you want to quickly answer her so that you let her know she's missing you? Can she's gonna call, you're gonna call her back? No, she'll. I'll, I'll call her back. She has tried okay. and I've caught it. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. And the good thing is we have the Holy Spirit, and one of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. So let's ask him for help. See, the Holy Spirit is our helper. Is <laughs> our helper. Any form of addiction, asking for help. Then you put in steps. If it's for you to log out and delete the app from your phone, first start for it from 24 hours. Then you can do 48 hours. Then give yourself a week's target. I'm not going to go on social media. you know. And I'll only log in when it's time for my ministry program. After that, I will discipline myself enough to log out and delete the app again, you know, but it's discipline, self-control, discipline. Um, there's another question here. How do I stop seeking attention, validation, and love from people? I really want to stop, but don't know how to go about it. My dear, the only way you can stop seeking attention, validation, and love from people is, is when you are able to identify who you are is knowing who you are, you know. This is, I, I feel this is a problem with identity. You do not know who you are. You do not know that you are priced above rubies. You do not know that you are the apple of God's eye. Uh, I would like to implore, and I'm happy with what Amaka is, with what Amaka is doing um, with this Bible study. We cannot, I feel for this person, you need, you need to study the word. Find out scriptures of what God says you are or who God says you are, you know, and keep confessing them and meditating on them till you actually believe that this is who I am. This is who I am. This is who I am in Christ Jesus. You know, I feel for you. 
to be able to stop seeking validation from people, love from people. First, you even need to know that God loves you. And you can always get validation, attention, everything from him. But then again, you have to know who you are and you can only find that in the word. So my dear assignment for you, delve into the word, look for scriptures of who God says you are, who he has called you, you know, and just keep confessing them. Daily confess them till they actually become a part of you. Um, is it necessary to share with someone when you have such struggles or you can deal with it by yourself? So you can deal with it by yourself. But for me, like I said, I'm just a very accountable person. And the Bible says that we should confess our faults. And the Bible says that... Uh, the Bible says that we should confess our faults one to another, you know, by so doing we'll be healed, you know. Um, it's just a, how do I put it? Every time I talk to someone about my struggles, I'm no longer carrying that burden alone. <laughs> you know, I'm now sharing the weight of that struggle with the person I've confided in, you know, and I know that that person, so I just, I and for me, I don't just share with any random person, no. I share with people that I know would not just listen, cancel me or, you know, but they'll pray with me. I know my friends are interceding for me. They know that uh, this is one thing that, you know, Moji deals with, but we thank God that she's been able to overcome this far, but they still pray with me, you know, and I'm, I'm vulnerable with them so that they know that, oh, sisters, oh, yes, it's been seven years, but <laughs> your girl still wants to do the duel so please just pray with me so i have people that intercede for me so i'll tell you that and the bible says sin thrives in secrecy sin thrives in secrecy the bible also says that for we overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the words of our testimonies i just feel when you talk when you share stuff you know this might not even be a testimony because you are telling someone oh, that this is how i'm feeling but there's you it, it's it's just the power you know of just sharing your words, you know, with someone, sharing your struggle with someone. And that's why the Bible will say that we should confess our faults one to another, you know. And that's why the same Bible will say sin thrives in secrecy because if you do not talk about it to anyone, you can easily, nobody will know if you have gone back to it again. Like, so it's just, accountability is a very powerful tool on this journey of um, abstinence. So I'll advise, you find someone trustworthy, you know that you can always confide in. But my dear, talk to someone. So like you, I think that the key word here is trusted because um, there are people who um, in the past probably confided in someone and then it became public news because they spoke to the wrong person. So I'm sure that's the concern in this case. You know, I, I can get, I can talk to somebody and trying to be accountable. I remember um, counseling someone who had come to me and she was really sad. And, you know, she had confided in her leader about something. And then the, the next meeting, the leader used it to preach, you know, and even said things, you know, concerning the matter. And then the person really felt betrayed, you know. So, um, and then we that are leaders too, we also have to be careful because in this place, we have a lot of us who are leaders of different circles, especially within the church. Um, I did say something before I called on Moji um, and I said that if you haven't been through certain things in life, it's easy for you to criticize and condemn people. 
It's very mm. easy. And you have to um, resist the urge to condemn. Christ never condemned. You know, Christ will condemn the act, but never condemned the sinner. So if you, if you have the privileged opportunity to hear or to have information about somebody's wrong, it's not for you to condemn them and go about talking about it, you know, to the point where, ah, and then, ah, she's even the choir coordinator, ah, she's even the assistant pastor, or he's even this, no. That, and, and that's why I really brought Moji to come and share her story. This is not something a lot of people are bold to share to talk about, but you heard her story, how that even as a pastor, even as a choir director, she was having these struggles. And this class, it's not that we're, we're not magnifying these issues because, you know, um, in this our journey, we've had um, people who um, come here to come look for something that we said and go out there to say, oh, this is what we did. This is what we did not do. And, but we've come to a point where those things don't matter anymore because we're here to help people. And that's why we, we, I did say that if you, have, if you cannot relate with the things that we're sharing, it's okay and, we, and, we, and we, select, we thank God for you. We thank God for all that he's been able to do for you, but allow those who can benefit from it, benefit from it. So um, Moji, in this case, um, where someone is really not able to find somebody trusted, maybe be, at that moment to talk to, what do you advise the person to do? Um, so I'll just share what I did. I prayed to God. <laughs> like I, I pray, I remember I prayed covenants, um, friendships, and um, relationships, you know. Um, so yeah, I prayed to God. I asked God for friends. Um, but even before I prayed to God, I don't. I don't know, for me, God has just blessed me with, like I said, back at uni, my pastors, my leaders were people that I could just open. And me, like I was just a loose cannon. I couldn't keep my mouth shut. Like if I have sex, oh, I was all full, I have sex. You know, like I was that open, I was just free. And I think I had this, I don't care attitude. I didn't care if my news would spread. So I don't know, God just wired me somehow. I don't know, I'm thankful to him though. Um, but you can pray about it because I know people have been hurt. People have been betrayed. Um, some people, I, I even know of a fellow pastor, student pastor. Um, we both pastored um, the campus fellowship, but I was in Lautex. She was in o o OAU. She also confided in um, one of the pastors, um, one of the senior pastors, and that pastor took a matter to head church, head church head. Desha, she, Desha removed her from being a pastor. I think it affected, I don't know if she backslided. I never heard anything about her again. So I quite understand when people have been betrayed, you know, people have been hurt because they opened up. But I just pray for you. Um, the person that asked me this question and any other person, you know, that might be just struggling in silence because you have been hurt or confiding and trusting people. I pray that God would bring your way, trusted people, you know, he would, the way he helped me and he has helped me with people, you know, God will bring into your lives or he would help you identify, you know, the people you can trust. But no man is an, is an island and you need people. You know, you need people, you need to talk about it. There's healing, that's why even in the world, people go for therapy sessions. 
people go for therapy, people go for counseling, worldly people, you know, because there's something about talking, something about talking, about opening up, you know, about letting it all out, you know, and I just pray that, um, and if you've been hurt by someone, you know, you trusted, pray God will heal your heart of that hurt, you know, and he'll give you the grace um, and enable you to trust again, you know, but yeah, um, yeah, uh, there's another question here. Um, how do I stop seeking? Okay, you repeated the question. How can I deal with guilt? Because even after confessions, my conscience keeps fighting me. Um, hmm, how to deal with guilt? For me, how I deal with guilt is I confess, you know, and this is still the word. So when your conscience is fighting you, you know, the devil is condemned, you, you tell him to shut up. <laughs> like you tell him you tell yourself i am forgiven there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in christ you know i am not there's no i'm not condemned god is not condemning me so i will not condemn myself yes i've offended god i did committed this sin but he has forgiven me and the bible says that when he forgives me he forgets so why am i reminding myself of something that the person i offended has forgotten about let's see oh, this this thing still goes back to the word understanding what the word says understanding what god's word says about forgiveness about his love about repentance about condemnation you need to study the word you need to study the word you find all your answers is in the word you know but Absolutely. yes, guilt, remind yourself that there is no condemnation because you are in Christ and Christ has forgiven you and he has thrown it. He remembers it no more because he has thrown it into the river of forgetfulness. That's one of my favorite scriptures. So. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that we should continue in sin. No. Bible says, shall you continue in sin and expect grace to abound? Nah, God forbid. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes, we do not take it for granted. We don't take God for granted because we know that ah, he forgives and forgets. So if I do it again, he'll no, we do not hurt the one we love. We do not take his grace for granted. There are so many questions. Um, I don't know if we have time. <laughs> Should I go okay. on? Okay. Um, okay. Let's see what other questions you have. Okay. Let me see if I can just read everything and answer all at once. Um, please okay, help cool. me. How do I start coming out of this? I am so deep into sex that once I have sex with someone, I desire less and want someone else. My dear, you, uh, how do I say this for this? Um, you need to cry out to God for help. And then again, I feel so there's a demon behind every sin, to be honest. And I feel that you need to break that hold, you know, that's this demon has over you, um, this sexual demon, you know, so in the place of prayer, you know, you're going to thank God, like you ask God, you repent, you ask God for mercy, and then there's this scripture, which is one of my favorite scriptures, is he who the sun sets free, is truly free indeed, just 
I feel we should just keep confessing that I have been set free from every form of sexual addiction. You know, I have been set free because Jesus has set me free and I am free indeed. You know, every chain, every chain is broken. Every sexual bondage is broken in the mighty name of Jesus. And maybe you should even pray in the Holy Ghost for a couple of hours, you know, and just daily do this and believe, like, no, that you're not so you're not just doing this from a place of religion, you're doing it because you truly desire it. You know, and like I said that night, I cried to God for help. It wasn't it was that was my turning point. And I believe um the same can happen for you too in the mighty name of Jesus. Um, how far can you go as a Christian single lady in her 30s? Can I kiss and make out with my boyfriend and just not have sex? Is he kissing and making out is is the is the beginning to the end, like is is the start. When I went to see my friend in my second year of abstinence, it started from kissing. Then we made out, then we found ourselves on the bed, but thank God for God's intervention. So I will say, no, you know, know your boundaries, know the things that trigger you. I tell people when you are kissing a guy, you will not put your hands behind your back and kiss like, nah. nah. <laughs> you guys can see me demonstrate. So no, you will kiss him face to face, your hand will be, eh. so just avoid anything that would avoid questionable um questions you know um making out is not is is it leads to something that you really don't want to go to so don't start what you can't finish i'm 36 by the way so i totally understand you i'm single my 30s you know um so yeah um so so one may abstain from sex and decide to masturbate thinking it's better than having sex please advise so masturbation i tell people people say oh masturbation is not in this bible and everything but I still categorize it as sexual sins. You know, the Bible says sexual sins, sins is still a sexual sin because I tell people, I don't think you can masturbate without thinking of someone, you know, or just, and at that point, what you're doing with masturbation is you're just, you're not dealing with the issue. You're just looking for a quick fix. So you're feeling horny or you have urges, you know, then you quickly masturbate so that you can release, you know, but what happens if the urge comes again? You go back to masturbate. So it just becomes a cycle, a habit, an addiction, you know, that doesn't solve the problem. You know, you have to deal with it. You have to exercise self-control. You know, for days, I said one morning I was crying to my friends. I could have gone to masturbate that day, but nah, I cried. And I said, guys, pray for me. My friend was like, oh, yeah, would you come to Thursday showers and everything? Let's see, you know, because it was bad. I wanted this thing. I was ready to throw seven years away. But I'm like, nah, man, God, you brought me this far. Nah, it's just a thing for the moment. When my body calms down, you know, what next? So my dear, masturbation is not the answer. It's not the solution. It's just an easy way out. But I personally still categorize it as a sin, sexual sin, because when you masturbate, you feel guilty. You know, you feel guilty because it's, it's wrong, it's bad. And if you don't feel guilty after masturbating, ugh, I know you used to check with the Holy Spirit. So, <laughs> um, okay, one. I'll take the last question. Um, Please ask a question about addiction to attention and love. Oh, okay. Oh, you didn't get, oh, your network was bad. Um, so I said um, to break off the addiction of get from getting attention and love from people, especially from men. My dear, I said, you need to find time to delve into God's words. Look for scriptures that speaks about who you are. 
who does God say you are? This is an identity thing, you know, and you keep seeking love and validation from men because you do not know who you are. You do not know who you are in Christ Jesus. So you need to take time out to study God's word, identify scriptures, identity scriptures, confess daily till it becomes a part of you until you actually believe that this is who God says you are, you know, and know that God loves you. So you do not need any validation from any man. Um, okay. Uh, okay. So that's the last um, question. Yes. All right. Thank you so, so much, Moji. I believe that we have all learned a lot. And then it then it's 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 amazing how that this is just an introduction to this subject matter, and um, we haven't even fully delved into the Bible study. But um, you know, um, the reason I invited Moji was because um, hearing there's something about personal testimonies, so that you know that someone has actually done it, and there are people doing it. You know. Um, she shared her story about what happened to her from when she was five years old and how it got into her 20s and then into her, you know, into her 20s and how God helped her. And all these things that she shared, um, I believe that they've answered your questions. And if you want to be honest with yourself, she shared practical steps that you can actually take. You can actually take. Now, um, most of the things we wanted to share today would move to the next class, but I would just want to wrap, wrap up this segment by saying that um, when it comes to, I, I think I talked about this during the morning devotion, either today or yesterday, and I was saying that for the Christian, there is no such thing as demonic possession for the Christian. It's always a demonic influence. Like she shared, a demon is behind this thing. And then because we have self-control, because we have the spirit of God, we can actually put a stop at any point in time to whatever we want to put a stop. We need to understand that when it comes to matters like this, such as sexual sin, it is actually a choice for the Christian, for the Christian, because we're, we're fortified with tools to be able to live effective Christian life. You know, if you, if you didn't live this class with anything leave it with the fact that um samoji um, was sharing about the fact that you need to love jesus what is your reason for wanting to stop is it so that you will not be caught is that it and that's why um 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 not being i'm, I'm sure you've always wondered whether you'll be caught or not been caught and it hasn't stopped you from doing the things that you probably have been have been indulging in is it because um oh um, there are people looking up to me which is a fantastic reason but amidst all these reasons she talked about your love for god and that love for god is there is the reason you feel bad after you have done what you were not supposed to do. Like, you know, as much as today we're focusing on um, a particular set of addictions like um, pornography, masturbation, and sex, because they all go hand in hand together. We listed 15 different addictions. Even as food, there are just some people that 
they, they, they just have to throw something into their mouth every moment. They cannot help it. They cannot control it. For some people, it's gambling. They've gambled away their future. Like they are owing monies across so many gambling centers that they can no longer walk the streets freely. Some is even online gambling. It's so bad that people would borrow money to gamble. You know, there's just this demon attached to this thing. But at any point in time, you want to walk away from this thing, you can. You can. Because you can stop Pastor has made us understand that when the Bible says that you shall cast out devils, you can also cast out devils that are influencing you. I did say in the morning that when the Bible says, lay your hands on the sick and the sick cover, you can be the one whose hands you are laying on yourself. If it says cast out devils, you can cast out whatever devil you feel is influencing you in a wrong direction. So at every point in time, we have that choice. And then, um, um, just to, um, um, Mr. Moji said about letting love be your reason for wanting to stop, for wanting to leave right in this area. Um, the concept of sex itself was introduced by God. Sex itself is not wrong. It was introduced by God to consummate love only on the confines of marriage. It was God who brought Eve to Adam. Adam didn't ask, brought Adam and gave Adam, Eve to Adam as a wife. And sex was their way of consummating that love. Now, if love, if was introduced to consummate love, it means that to overcome sex, you need love at the center of it. And that's why your love for God has to be stronger than your love for anything. You can't, you can't be scared. You know, I remember um, Pastor sharing a story about a young girl who um, had shown up for, I think it was a Dr. Maurice Cerullo program. I, I believe many of you remember that story. And um, it was all to call and, you know, she was struggling to come out. And you could see that she really wanted to be born again. And, you know, the, the pastor sensed it and then called out to her and say, come out, come and give your life to Christ. And she said, no, that she can't. Why can't you? Said he would leave me. And who is the he? The he was her boyfriend because she was with somebody who wasn't born again. And then if she gave her life to Christ, she was afraid that the guy would leave her. Anyways, she left that meeting that day and on her way back, she had an accident. She was hit by a car and she died on the spot. And the pastor felt so bad. And he said to himself, he said, I would have put pressure on her. I would have convinced her. Okay, with that lady dead, I'm sure that the guy moved on and probably found another girl. So we can't live our lives to please somebody else other than God himself. And we were made in his image. We were made to love him. We were made for his pleasure. So um, the love for God must be your reason for wanting to do things right, for wanting to live right, for wanting to abstain from any form of addiction. Key things that have been made available to us at, as tools, which um, Sister Moji touched on a lot. She talked about the place of the word of God. The Bible says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Hosea 4, 6. If you don't have knowledge in this area, you know, um, for many of you who probably have reached out to us at different times or 
maybe you haven't even reached out because you cannot confidently even come out to say, oh, I'm dealing with this. You would bear with me that um, having this knowledge today, practical steps on what I can do to deal with this matter specifically would help you, has strengthened your resolve even for the future because you now know exactly what to do. Not because you didn't really know, but now, have, having it been highlighted for you step after step, step has fortified your knowledge and then it will help you in the future. So you cannot afford to be ignorant. These things are in the scripture. Most of the things that Moji quoted, she would quote a scripture to show you that this thing is there, this thing is there. So you must have that knowledge of the word. And you know that inspired by the word, um, the word is at the center of everything that we do. And we encourage you all the time, listen to the messages, study the Bible, read the books, get knowledge concerning area that, you know, um, when the Bible says that um, the word of God, the entrance of the word brings light. What it's saying is that when the word comes concerning the subject matter, um, when you are ignorant about it, it means that you, you are dark in that area. There's darkness in that area of your life. So for those talk, struggling with addictions such as pornography, such as masturbation, such as sexual sins, what is happening in that area of your life is that you are ignorant. So there's darkness in that area. You're not able to, um, to live above it because you are ignorant as to how to deal with it. When the word of God comes to you, it brings light. And when light comes, darkness cannot stay. And that's what we believe that um, tonight's study and the testimonies that you've heard have done for you. Light has come to this area. We're going to do more studies in the coming week. We'll show you from the scriptures. We'll um, um, focus on different areas of these addictions. And even on the area we've talked about today, there are still so many um, um, things we'll share and give you specific um, scriptures. The reason is a Bible study so that you can go back with the scriptures that you have been given, read them for yourself, check them out in different translations, and then you can know for yourself that these things are there in the word. Then she talked about the gift of the Holy Spirit. Pastor has repeatedly said to us that the Holy Spirit was sent to us to make a success of our lives. Now, in this area of life that you're dealing with sexual sins, you are not able to make a success of that area. You know, um, in this part of Africa, because of the way that um, many things are, you know, um, the, like um, somebody shared about um, a leader who, because she confided in someone about um, um, a sex incident and then it was reported and then the person was removed from being a leader, you know. Um, so because of certain stigmas or certain labels, People don't want to, you know, open up about these things or talk about them. But you have the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost is interested in every area. So many people feel because of all of these things that have happened in the past that, oh, um, um, I don't think God is interested in matters such as, as sex. Like God, would God want to have a conversation with me about sex? But for God's sake, he was the one who introduced it. If he doesn't want to have a conversation with you about it, who else should have a conversation with you about it?
So you have to understand that the Holy Spirit is interested in helping you about this area. It's not something you should hide. It's not something you should shy away from. And that's why, like Sister Moji said, when the act is done, what is the next thing? That child of God begins to run away from God. That child of God begins to run away from fellowship. One week has gone. One month has gone. No prayer. Then you don't even want to join devotion anymore. You don't want to show up in church anymore because you're like, why are we pretend? Why am I even pretending safe? Why am I pretending? I'll go, go to church. I'll lift, I'll, I'll be acting as though I'm lifting up holy hands. Your hands are still holy. Your hands are still holy. And yes, go and lift up the holy hands. And you see, these are the guilt that um, the devil would use to condemn you. And if you break fellowship, if you go, if you run away from God, you've, you've seen those videos of um, where many, many um, um, bulls are, 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 are moving together. And then there's this one that is left behind behind to is he's eating and then he 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 was left behind and you see that that's the one that the lion goes goes for because he's been separated from the crowd so when you stay away from fellowship when you stay away from the people of god what are you doing you are separating yourself for even more danger so never make the devil make you feel like oh because you made a mistake with sexual sin then you are no longer qualified for god brothers and sisters let us all remember that grace qualified us not works Grace qualified us, not works. And your errors would never disqualify you from God's blessings. And the reason you feel bad is because you love God so much that you feel like you have caught him. And that's it. So you, if, if, you, if you work on your love for God, Samoji talked about love for God. How do you love somebody? How do you um, um, get to a point where you say, oh, I fall in love with this person? It's to know someone is to love the person. That means the more of God that you know, the more of him you would fall in love with. And when you come to love God so much, most of these things that you are dealing with, you, they become irritable. They begin to irritate you like Sister Mujie was sharing. So at the end of the day, you have all that you require. It will no longer be a struggle. It will no longer be a big deal. And then you'll be on the side where Stamuji is now sharing the testimony of victory over sexual sins. Okay, we've shared a lot today and um, we're going to have to continue in the coming week and go into more details. And we're also... Um, so I'm going to ask um, Moji, since you're here, I would, I would probably want you to just pray for those who um, have heard you today and have an issue or are struggling with any form of sexual sin. You already shared that um, sincere repentance is all that they need and the Lord is willing to hear them. So at this point, I'm sure there are many here who would want to, um, to you know, tell God how that this is the first day of the of the rest of their lives, you know, and um, then when, when we're dealing with abstinence to maybe you're talking to singles, you know, there are also those who are married. So these ones are having sex, but also are not having sex with the right partners. So we've had cases of people who um, are having sex with um, a married person that is not their wife or that is not their husband. And so these things are there, but um, the Lord is ready, you know, and I just wanted you to pray, pray for such people, pray for those who are genuinely repenting at this moment and asking God to help them 
in their journey going forward. So I'll just um, ask you to say a word of prayer for such kind of people. Thank you so much. All right. Um, okay. And so, Father, we thank you. Um, Lord, if you've done it before, you can surely do it again. You know, and I just um, use my testimony, Lord, as a point of contact. Lord, you did it for me. And I pray for your children that are on this call that are desiring, you know, this walk, this journey, you know, this abstinence journey, this purity walk, God. Um, and they've come to acknowledge that they can't do it by themselves. I ask, Lord, that you help them in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, because your word says that he who the Son sets free is truly free indeed. And these ones have been set free from every addiction, from every limitation. They've been set free, you know, from any form of habit in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you because this is the beginning of a, an amazing love walk with you in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that in that their desire <clears throat> I'll be a hunger and a thirst for you, a hunger and a thirst after righteousness in the mighty name of Jesus. These ones will testify of your goodness. These ones will testify of how far you've brought them in the mighty name of Jesus. For those that are married and are also struggling with sexual sins, Lord, I pray, oh God, that you help them in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, that they'll come to repentance, oh God, true repentance, Lord, and you'll help them in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus, thank you because your grace is sufficient. Your grace is sufficient. Your grace is sufficient for us all, you know, and you will not give us that that we, we cannot handle. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for these ones, Lord. Your children will testify. They will testify in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, for those that are struggling with the fact that you love them, irregardless of where they are, irregardless of what they've done, regardless of what they do. Lord, I pray that they encounter your love in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that they encounter your love, your overwhelming love, your reckless love, your love. I pray that they encounter your love in the name of Jesus. Overwhelm them, Lord, with your love overwhelm them with your love let them realize that nothing there's absolutely nothing that can separate them from your love and you have loved them with an everlasting love father thank you we thank you for tonight because tonight you know has birthed something new in the lives of your children in the mighty name of jesus tonight has birthed a new beginning in the lives of your children in the mighty name of jesus thank you lord thank you Thank you, Father. We are grateful. I thank you for this platform, oh God. I thank you for Amakan and for everyone involved, Lord. And I just pray that you continue to bless them and increase them, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. And for every distraction, I pray, oh God, last night I was praying, Lord, that you take away every distraction in my life, every, anything that seems to take your place in my life, Lord. I pray that for these ones, Lord, you take it away in the mighty name of Jesus. Your children will hunger and thirst for your word. 
will hunger and thirst for you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. They will hunger for a love walk with you, oh God. They will hunger for intimacy with you, oh God. That burning desire to know you more, to serve you more, to study your word. <laughs> because we know that to live a successful, a fulfilled Christian life, a pure Christian life, you know, we can't do it outside your word. So the desire, the hunger to know you more, to study, oh God, Lord, I ask that you fill our hearts with such desire in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, sweet God. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. We thank you for self-control. We thank you for self-control. We thank you for self-control. We thank you for the fruit of the Spirit. We thank you for self-control. And we thank you for your help that is ever available to us all. Thank you, Father. These ones will testify. The devil has lost over these ones. The devil has lost. <laughs> the devil has lost over these ones in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for victory. We thank you for freedom. Freedom from all kinds of addiction, from all kinds of habits, Lord. We are grateful. Thank you, Abba. For in Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Amen. Thank you so, so much, Sister Moji. Thank you. I'm so grateful. And we are all grateful that you came and that you were able to share your story and your inspiring testimony with us. Okay, so I think that we, if you were blessed by today's class, I would like you to leave a note of thanks. Say thank you to Sister Moji. Um, and you may want to leave a note of what you had, what you are taking away from this class. Um, you know, sometimes God brings us information, um, not because we are in that space, but because of the temptation ahead. You know, um, Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, you know, after his baptism and the time of preparation when he was fasting and praying, maybe unknown to him was that the devil was going to tempt him just before it, but that time of preparation fortified him and he didn't fall. And don't think that Jesus did not fall because he was Jesus. No, Jesus took on man. So he was 100% man as you and I are men. And that's why it said a temptation is not a temptation if the person being tempted cannot fall for it. That means Jesus could have fall, fallen for it, but he chose not to, and the Spirit of God helped him. So sometimes God prepares you ahead of what is coming. So for some of you, these words that you have heard, the future is going to require it of you, and when that time comes, you would win against every temptation. Thank you so much, um, Sister Muji. We are so, so grateful. And um, we love you very much. Um, Thank you. Love you guys too. I'm going off now. God bless all you. Right. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Okay. So I did say at the beginning of um, today's meeting, because um, we're going to conclude the meeting now. And then when we have the um, part two of the class next week, we'll do some of the things that we had planned to do that we didn't do today. Um, we're introducing inspired by the word counselors. And um, first and foremost, these are counselors that are trustworthy. And um, 
we're not gods, right? So we're not even expecting you to come and confess your sins to us. So um, when we say confess your faults one to another, it might work for some, it might not work for some. And in certain cases, God might, um, that's why yielding to the Holy Spirit is very key. There are certain times you will even do something wrong that the Spirit of God will tell you, don't talk to anybody about it. You know, so building your fellowship, your personal fellowship with the Spirit of God is very, very important. But if adventure, you need to talk to someone and then you look within your circle of friends and you don't have that trusted person, we're saying that these people are people you can talk to. And um, the, 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 when we talk about counseling now, um, first and foremost, we're Christians, you know, so when um, we're talking about um, be, be sure that you'll be counseled from the point of the word of God. But there are also certain areas that might require, sometimes they're not complicated counsel. You just need an advice or a direction concerning an area. So we have doctors amongst these counselors, um, mental health practitioners. So we're dealing with areas such as, uh, the, the spiritual comes first, of course, if you have questions at any point in time and you need to reach out to somebody. But I feel like if you attend the daily devotion, it answers most of your questions, especially when it comes to the spiritual. Because the devotion from beginning to end that we hold every morning here is to keep our spirit afire for the Lord and it, it emits every need, praise God. We have areas such as physical body health, we have mental, psychological health and mind management. We have kingdom finance. We have dating and relationship, courtship and marriage. Men only matters, women only matters, etc. And um, just in case you are seeking counsel at any point in time, if you reach out to any of those counselors and if they cannot handle your matter, you can, they would refer you to whoever can handle your matter. And um, this is optional. So the mentors, um, sorry, the counselors I'm going to be introducing today, um, they are people who are filled of the Holy Ghost. They love God and whatever decision they make is centered on the word of God. And at every point in time, they will guide you based on the confines of the word. I'm going to announce the names tonight and I'll share more information on Monday morning. Now, so all of your co-hosts are counselors, which of course, you know, all of them. Myself, Sister Maka Modi, you have um, Brother Martins Uche, you have um, Sister Tina Bansa, you have Pastor Deborah Okonkwo, you have Pastor Oinyo Okonkwo, you have Brother John Modi, you have um, Sister Harriet Aneke, you have Sister Grace Diala. I think I've mentioned all of the co-hosts. And then we have um, um, on this list of counselors um, outside of the co-hosts, you have um, Sister Arehon, who you've heard for from at different times. You have Dr. Excel Aim. Um, you may not have heard a lot from her, but you'll be hearing from her. You have Sister Kelvin Neris Nelson. You have um, um, Mrs. Chinyere Aim. Um, I believe I've 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 listed all 
all of the people in that category. I don't think I missed any name, but just in case I did, um, you would you would get the full list on Monday. Praise God. All right, brothers and sisters. So, like I said, the reason for these counselors, they are people you can reach out to. On Monday, we'll share all of the full names and all of their phone numbers so you can save it and you can reach out to them at any point in time. If you need a word of prayer, you need a word of counsel, a direction, you probably want to make a decision and you need someone to talk to. Now, um, we are all in churches and I believe that we, in your church, you have structures and um, for instance, you will not come to us for marriage counseling because we're not your pastors. When it comes to marriage counseling, and then when I say marriage counseling, I don't mean general marriage counseling. You want to get married. We are not going to approve who you would marry. That's a church matter. And it's addressed by the church structure. So if we're dealing with marriage counseling, we're dealing with general counsel or special you're seeking counsel concerning a matter concerning marriage, for instance, fantastic. But don't say, oh, Sister Maka, but the Martins, I found somebody I want to marry. I want your approval. No, 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 no. This is not a church. And we'll say it again and again. We're not a church. We're a group of Christians who are standing strong on a daily basis, keeping ourselves accountable till the rapture, staying in the word, yielding ourselves to be led and influenced by the spirit of God, and doing God's perfect will for our lives. We're just loving Jesus here. So um, make no mistakes about the fact that this is not church and we will not take on the responsibility of the church. Praise God. So, um, but I believe that with these counselors, um, you have a wide range of people you can reach out to at any point in time. And trust me, you will get a full dose of the word of God, a full dose of counsel at any point in time. And this is not to substitute your looking for counsel in the word and in the spirit. You know, that's, that comes first. Praise God, praise God, praise God. And then when I share the list on Monday, I also tell you the areas that each of those people would handle because some of them are specific, excuse me. All right, so I think that we have come to the end of today's class. And at this moment, I'm going to ask Brother Martins to close the meeting. Next week, when we go into more details, we would break bread and we'll do some other things. But this was basically an introduction and for you to hear a testifier. All right, over to you, esteemed Brother Martins, so that you can close the meeting. Thank you so much, Justin Stomaka. Skoskida Praklijo Frando So Fragliji Pactus. Akta Kakida Gori Bandoja Lamondo Rogobosi Kababaya. When we started this meeting, we started in prayers, and the presence of God is right there where you are. The meeting hasn't ended. Please recognize the presence of God. Skiba Kroskonja Lamanda Rigodari and Dija La Pretekida. Fragdagida Koriban Doja la Montorogoski de Fractekes, Telehistes Gaida Gaida, Hakadorian Tija lamented of Fractus. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for this amazing session. For this amazing session where there was a total outpour. Lord, we're here to do your word, we hid in our hearts that we may not sin against you. Lord, we thank you, Father 
for that which we hear, which we which we've heard this day. Oh, they prick our spirit unto salvation. They prick our spirit unto walking according to your word. And Father, we thank you for as many as have been addicted to any of these addictions, oh God. Lord, I thank you. But we break the power of this addiction. Whatever demon, whatever flair they have for these things. Sikro, zikro, we declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'd be broken of them. And Lord, we thank you for the power of your spirit that even this day goes forth, correcting everything that should be corrected in their lives, in our lives. Lord, we thank you, Father, for that great grace which you have lavished upon us that grace for renewal, that grace for change in our lives, in our habits, in our character. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, Saka Bandakida Karadila Groskish of Renikta Karadi. Thank you, Lord God. It's a new beginning. Yes, it's a new beginning. It's a new beginning. It's a new beginning. It's a new beginning. And Lord, we declare, if there be anyone who this addiction has cost, either the job, promotion, or in one way or other, anything at all, they've lost because of this addiction. Tali Gross, Lagos, Pratila, you are that God who restored wasted years. You are that God who restores. Even as you said to David, when he asked you, shall we go forward? Shall we overtake? Shall we recover all? And you said, go. Even so, this day I decree in the name of the Lord Jesus, they shall recover all by the power of the Holy Ghost. So, Rango Bilogroski, they are set on a pathway to recover everything and they surely recover all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right, thank you. To your name, to your reign and dominion, there shall be no end. Amen. In Jesus Amen, amen, amen. amen. Thank you so much, esteemed Brother Martins. I'm aware that there are people who are not inspired by the word who joined us for today's class. Um, we're glad you joined. And we I know that whoever invited you wanted you to benefit from the things that were shared. And um, if this is if you joined us but you're not a member of Inspired by the Word, do you mind raising your hand just so we see you? Um, welcome and um, so inspired by the word is a daily devotion and um, it happens every day we've been having it from the 17th of January 2021 and every day since that day we have not missed one day and why why what are we doing you know every day we come together we pray we study the rhapsody article for that day we read the bible scripture for that day we, um, all the prayers that Paul prayed for the different churches, most of them, not all, we put them together, we turn them into affirmations and we say them every day. Every day at Inspired by the Word, we break bread. And you see, um, this is the, 
like the I'm sure this is like the first Bible study we're having, but the Spirit of God inspired us to do this so that we can deal with certain matters that are that have persisted in the lives of certain Christians, but they genuinely want to deal with it because. When you come to love God more, you don't want to do things that hurt God. And that's really the center of this all. We want to love God more. We want to, you know, there's so much happening in the world today. We don't want to lose ourselves in all the drama. We want Jesus to be at the center of every decision that we take at every point in time irrespective of how the world feels about it. So we're inviting you to join us for the daily devotion. It holds every day. It used to be 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. on a daily basis, but we started having it from 5.30 a.m. GMT plus one because we get to pray for the nations of the world. So every day we have a country that we are praying for. And I think that at the moment we're in, we, we started on, on the 2nd of May, um, we should be in um, country 90 something at this time. So we began starting the devotion at 5.30 a.m. So tomorrow, Sunday, 5.30 a.m., this same link that you joined on, we have um, a group on Telegram. Sister Grace, can you share the link? If you would join Inspired by the World Telegram group, group, you will get the notification on a daily basis to join this daily devotion. And then of course we'll have some other groups, but the goal is to help us stay in the word, stay on this Christian path. The Bible says in the last days, many shall fall from the faith. And when we think about that, who are those who would fall? They are those who do not hold fast to the word of life. They are those who have not created the routine and the discipline of staying in the word and being inspired by the word so we are doing this so that we would stay in the faith till the rapture irrespective of what happens so you are invited to join us you can click on the link join the inspired by the word telegram group join the community and let's do this together let's be accountable to one another let's stand strong to the rapture let's reach out to others and keep them in the faith also and Let's enjoy our lives in Christ. So welcome to the family. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow by 5.30 a.m. Now, next week, Saturday, when we'll take class two, um, we'll go into foundational issues that cause these things that we're dealing with. When we say sex, when we say pornography, when we say masturbation, there are certain foundational issues. When we say, oh, I'm addicted to this, I'm addicted to that need for validation. Like um, Stamuji said, that means the foundational issue is an identity crisis. So with every addiction is a foundational issue. Some people have cases of rape growing up, many things, sexual abuse that have happened that became the foundation for them needing to indulge in sexual sins. So we're going to also address some of those foundational issues next week, Saturday. 8 p.m. GMT plus one is the time and it will be on the same platform. So I look forward to seeing all of you in tomorrow's devotion. And I look forward to a very fruitful, informative, insightful and inspiring journey. And as we learn, the word of God produces in us of all that it talks about. So thank you so much, everyone. We have come to the end of today's meeting. And at this moment, I'd like you to unmute your mic as we share the benediction. 
Thank you, everyone. Enjoy your weekend. Just get me a Thank you. 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 Thank you.